I'm a childaholic. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so anyway, I don't like to do this usually. <laughs> this is not my favorite thing in AA to do. But I was told not to um, deny an AA request. So I'm here and um, and I want to keep sober too. So I'm here. And um, so what it was like, what happened and what it's like today for me. And um, what it was like is um, I first, my first um, experience in these rooms was pretty young. I wasn't even of drinking age. I was only 18 years old. And um, at that point I had already kind of racked up a few DUIs and um, other arrests, assorted arrests related to alcohol. And, um, you know, and I'd already dropped out of high school too. And um, these weren't, you know, things that I wanted to do. You know, I was actually a pretty good student and I, my parents had um, sent me to boarding school so I would be better behaved and everything. And, you know, I just ended up, um, I don't know, alcohol was more important. Um, <laughs> I wanted to drink, I needed to drink, you know. Um, any of you that have had that experience, you know, when you've had that first drink and um, I drank solely for the effect of alcohol that it had on me. And I was, I am still today pretty shy. And um, so alcohol, when I drank it, I could be any kind of person I wanted to do. I could um, be, um, and um, I wasn't afraid of you anymore either. And um, I felt like I could go up to you, I could talk to you and um, I wasn't afraid. It just, alcohol just removed all of those barriers from me. And, um, and that's why I drank at any cost, you know, even though I was getting in so many issues and trouble and um, the, it seemed like my cost for alcohol kept on getting higher. And um, that's the thing that I really want to remember too. Um, it did keep getting higher. Um, I, so I discovered, I, I was sent to AA my very first time by the courts. Um, they felt it was a good thing that I come here. And um, I didn't know what to expect when I first came here. And actually my first meeting was like all these older men sitting around the table in El Toro area, um, eating their lunches. And I was like, okay, this is AA. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, so I just, you know, I went there just for my court card signed and um and then I met some young people that were around about my age and they took me to some meetings and so I went with them to some meetings my first home group was Bellflower Big Book it's a pretty um uh, very active group and I got very active in AA very soon and um went to young people's Yakipa and all that stuff Akipa um got very highly involved in AA and um I I stayed sober quite a while I mean seven years and I you know, I turned my life around. I got to say that because I was heading on, um, you know, I was not, I was heading out of this life at that point. And I don't think I would have made it, honestly. And um, so, you know, what happened? I don't know what happened. I mean, you know, I'm alcoholic. And um, when I'm not doing this program, I want to drink. And um, I wanted to be normal. Again, I thought I could drink normally. And um, I, um, then um, became a normal person. And, um, you know, I, <laughs> I met, uh, I thought a normal guy and we got married and um, actually in AA I had had one son and then I had another two children. And, um, you know, I was actually becoming, trying to become a registered nurse at this time. And um, anyway, I, um, I didn't really drink a whole lot. I controlled my drinking, you know, and drinking was not fun when I was controlling it. So I was either, you know, controlling my drinking, not having fun, and I was really tense and uptight, or, you know, I would drink how I drank, you know, my drinking, and, you know, um, I, I, who knows where I would end up when I drank the way I drank, because when I drank the way I drank, you know, I never could predict the outcome, and, and I couldn't stop. 
that was one of the other significant things about my drinking is once I started drinking the way I drank, I couldn't stop drinking. Um, and so anyway, I, um, you know, I ended up, um, I ended up having these migraines related to these pregnancies with these last two children that I had. And um, I never thought I would do the things I did during that time. You know, I just started getting addicted to narcotics along with the drinking. And I never thought I would steal drugs from my patients at work. And um, I did that. I was that nurse. I was that nurse that was stealing drugs from other patients. And I got really sloppy. And um, I first, I would have all these little rules, you know, like I would do it when I got home. And then I was doing it on the way home. I did like throw out the syringe on the road, you know, and, um, uh, you know, that was terrible. I hated myself so much because I did this all the through my younger two kids, um, having them and everything, you know, for three to five years, I was just a mess. And um, I went to church and I prayed, can you help me God, you know, cause I can't stop doing this. And, um, and immediately like three months later, um, three months later, I got caught stealing drugs at work. <laughs> and so it wasn't quite, it didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. You know, I kind of thought, you know, like I'm done with this God, but you know, I, you know, I didn't want to get caught by the nursing board. <laughs> so anyway, I um, had to surrender my license at that point And they put me, actually, they said I was qualified for this diversion program. So I went into this diversion program and, um, Sometimes you get out of diversion in three years, but it took me five years. Um, so I think I was a slow student. Um, <laughs> that's okay though. But um, so I've had a few different sobrieties, you know, uh, I've had a few different sobriety dates and um, I'm just gonna kind of overview it to, you know, I had some time again and um, in sobriety and um, I was again getting away from my program um, quite a bit. And um, when I'm not, um, keeping spiritually fit. I think that's one of the most important things. Um, when I'm not keeping spiritually fit, I mean like all the tools that we learn here in this program, which includes going to meetings, talking to other alcoholics on a regular basis, you know, meeting with a sponsor, um, you know, doing my morning meditation, doing all that stuff that makes me feel like, okay, I'm good, I'm connected, you know, and, um, and, and then remembering that I'm an alcoholic and that's why I have to do those things, you know, not just because I'm, you know, I don't know. Um, but I didn't know, I'd lost all of that for a little while. And um, I was, um, I started going and doing my BSN program for my nursing and I got really busy and I was sent over to Northern California for my job. Um, and I, you know, met some friends over there and um, they were drinking friends and um, you know, they were all drinking heavily. They were other nurses. And I kind of like thought, well, they can do it. I can do it too. Right. And you know, it's like, I, my thinking, I mean, I, my thinking, I know, I know my thinking is scary. Um, my thinking is a very scary place. And so I put that alcohol in me um, recently and um you know, what I discovered when I did that is like, I would go out with them. And sometimes I would drink when I was with them. But then I the drinking didn't stop there. The drinking was like every day. So when I wasn't going out with my friends, I would buy a bottle and I'd have it in the hotel room while I was up there in Northern California. And you know, I couldn't stop I was drinking every day. And that scared me because I, you know, I've been sober for a long time, you know, and, you know, don't you know, you know, like I all that stuff came into my head. And, um, and I got really scared. And, uh, you know, I think, I don't know, luckily, 
I was able to come back here and, um, you know, it was, um, was it hard? It wasn't, it wasn't hard because I wanted to be sober. Um, I wanted to be sober more than anything. I, I know what happens when I drink and I use drugs and um, I know what it looks like, you know, um, where I work. I see it every day. I see people coming in and I, I know what alcoholism looks like, you know, in every stage of it. And I, I know I don't want to go there. And um, it's not a will thing. It's a thing of, you know, I've got to practice these these principles and all the tools that I learned daily. And it's a daily reprieve. It's not something that I just go and I do and I'm saved, you know, it's a daily uh, maintenance program here that we have. And um, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, I'm really grateful for it, you know, um, uh, I come from a drinking family, you know, my mom, she's, I don't know what she is, she's um, Al-Anon. Um, and then, you know, my dad is an alcoholic, probably most likely he actually, <laughs> I got to tell you the story. He, he's an aerospace engineer. And so when he was working, he had so many DUIs that he, um, he went, he was going to have to go to jail this last time. And so he went and used his, um, British passport to go over to, um, France to work in France so that he could send the money over to his family, you know, rather than going to jail, you know, he thought he was so smart <laughs> for doing that. But I'm like, you know, that's crazy. You know, who does that other than an alcoholic, you know, but um, I don't know, you know, it's like, those are the stories that I have too. My, my stories are pretty crazy. And my thinking is still just as crazy as that kind of thinking. And I know that um, to my bones. And um, so I just want to keep doing the stuff that keeps me sober. And um, being here with you guys tonight is one of those. And um, thank you for letting me share. Thank